This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's sein Lied. Dass mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht, komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, die Bundesliga-Podcast. I'm your host, Manuel Feed, and as always, joined by Stefan Bienkowski, my co-host. How's it going, Stefan? Yeah, much better than Bayern Munich, I would say. I'm having a good time, uh, very relaxing Thursday afternoon, and yeah, crazy midweek football in the Champions League. Um, not that I think either of us are particularly surprised at what happened, but, you know, certainly makes things interesting for the rest of the season. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to another weekend of Bundesliga football. I, I kind of, you know, I wasn't really surprised by the result, Stefan. Um, and then when I watched the game, the longer I kept going, I was thinking, well, no way. I, I had a feeling that they wouldn't really, it didn't feel like they would deserve to go through, if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. I also had this feeling that if they do go through, would it really matter? Because the semifinal would be the end of the rope anyways. And um, when it ended, Lewandowski did score. Even then, I was thinking, well, you know, they have a ton of possession. They have a, a lot of the ball. But are, is, are they really dangerous? And I didn't think so. And uh, you just know that they're always susceptible to a counterattack. And that's exactly what happened in the end. And Yeah. I, I kind of feel like it's it's deserved. It, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the dying days of the Joachim Löw era of the German national team a little bit. <laughs> uh, harsher criticism could not have been found there. That's that's the death death note for any team. Um, but I, I I know what you mean. Um, there was there was no point over the course of those two legs where I thought, you know, Bayern Munich really deserved to go through here, and Villarreal are just performing every dark art known to a football club to get through this tie. I thought Villarreal deserved to go through. And and as you said, over the course of the two games, it showed the limitations of this Bayern Munich side. Um, and it's limitations that we've seen throughout the season um, and probably goes a long way to show that they didn't deserve to reach the semifinals. And if they had... Not entirely sure they would be able to put up much of a fight against Man City or Liverpool or Real Madrid. Yeah, they would have gotten Liverpool, right? I mean, that's no mm. way. I'm just, I'm sorry, no way. Klopp would have a field field day with this team. Um, but yeah, I I think you know it's 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 interesting what will come out of it, and I'm sure we're we're going to discuss it in in the weeks and days ahead. Um, I I I think it's really fascinating to react, reading the reactions in the media, the things that's happening with Robert Lewandowski, which we discussed in great length in the show earlier this week. And I think it's still very much on point 
um, even with this game game in mind. And um, I think um, it will be interesting to see the reaction. And of course, this is the, the preview show, so we want to focus on the games that we, that are coming up this weekend. Um, so let's let's move over to that before we we get too deep into the Bayern topic. Um, yeah, so uh, it's let's check out the games ahead for this week um, after this break. This gegenpressing podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that MLB is back as well. Who are, who are you picking to the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That is B L E A V. BELIEVE. B L E A V. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's start this weekend with um, Dortmund against Wolfsburg. Um, Stefan, Dortmund. I have this game down as as three one for Dortmund. Um, I feel that the result last week. By the way, no Friday game this week. Before we get too deep into this, all the games taking place on Saturday. If you're wondering why, is because it's Easter. Traditionally, on Easter Friday, there is no games. Um, something to do with religious holidays and all that. Germany is quite good at that. Um, so no games on Friday. All the games will be on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and the first game that I had on the list, and this is mostly due to how Bundesliga.com um, lists the games. <laughs> That's how I predetermine my order here. Um, but yeah, I have Dortmund win this game 3-1 against Wolfsburg. And I think it's because, I mean, there were some really interesting statements this week about from Marco Rosa about Haaland's injury, right? And how he's still taking mm-hmm. painkillers to get through the games. Um, but I do sense that um, especially that result that Dortmund had against Stuttgart last week, the 2-0, uh, you kind of sense that Dortmund are really just want to nail down that Champions League spot now. And Wolfsburg, not really relegation-threatened anymore, um, won't have that much to play for. And I think this will be quite comfortable for them in the end. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I also have Dortmund to win this game, but I actually think it'll be quite a tight match. I've got a 2-1 win for Dortmund. Um only because, you know, I do agree with you that Dortmund have kind of got on with it since the Leipzig result. They did very well last weekend. But, you know, Haaland is still key to this team. And the fact that he is, you know, suffering, still suffering from that injury, taking painkillers. Rosa himself has said, you know, he's he won't be 100%. And when Haaland isn't 100%, he's just not really there. It's, it's a completely different Dortmund side. And it's a pro. It's, it's a genuine. It's a huge problem for Dortmund that they don't have the capacity to simply rest him for this game, which more or less doesn't matter a huge amount. If Dortmund drop two points here, it's not really the end of the road for them in terms of Champions League qualification. So, you know, I'm quite surprised at that. But at the same time, Wolfsburg have just not been out of the races this season. Uh, they're coming. Their their form kind of comes and goes. I'd say on the whole. They are kind of edging back towards mid-table, so I think they should probably put up a decent fight. And they don't. They also have very few injury concerns as well, so more or less a full team, full strength squad for Wolfsburg. So, 
Yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Dortmund, but I think it'll be quite a tight match. Yeah, Dortmund's record against Wolfsburg is really good. Um, 49 matches. They have Dortmund have won 30, 10 draws, and 9 wins for Wolfsburg. I, I, you know, like the his, history speaks for them. And they, looking at the table too, um, Wolfsburg are on 34 points. They are 8 points clear of the drop zone. Yeah, I, I, I mean, as you said, I think this is going to be quite, quite comfortable-ish um, for Dortmund. Um, let's move on to the next game here, Stefan. Um, Freiburg against Bochum. And I think before I say what I predict, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> I thought this, you know, I, I've just got this down as a very straightforward 2-0 win for Freiburg, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, again, they've been just in form. Bochum have kind of come and gone, although I think they got a decent result last week, if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves me right. Um, no, they well they got a draw with Leverkusen, which I guess is a decent result. Um, I thought they were going to lose that game, admittedly. So yeah, you know Freiburg just seemed to be kind of motoring on now, really pushing for that top four finish. Uh, they don't have any fresh injury concerns, and you know they've got a decent team there. Um, I was kind of laughing to myself on Monday morning when I kind of ran the numbers and realized that. Niels Pettersson has a better goals per 90 average than Erling Haaland and Patrick Schick this season. So, you know, um, obviously as a super sub rather than as a starter. But, you know, it still goes to show how well this Freiburg team have been doing. Um, and, yeah, I just think this is a really straightforward win for them against a Bochum team that don't really travel very well. Yeah, I am actually in complete agreement with you. Uh, I don't have it as a 2-0, but a 3-0 for Freiburg. Um mm. And again, you know, I think this is a Freiburg team that has all the momentum on their side. The the one thing that to note, though, um, although the record is really balanced, six six wins for Freiburg, six wins for Bochum, and three draws all time, um, Freiburg haven't beaten. And this is, of course, the the DFB Pokal game aside, where Freiburg went through um, on extra time. But Freiburg haven't beaten Bochum since November seventh, two thousand and nine. Wow. which was an away game. Um, so I guess we'll see if, they, if they're going to, um, you know, overcome history. But yeah, it's, it, I found that very interesting um, that, you know, that, that when you look at the run of form, I mean, granted, there's a five-year period where the two teams didn't meet because Bochum were in the second division and Freiburg were in the first division, right? But still, I found that very interesting. But yeah, I, I'm with you um, on balance. I think that, that Freiburg... They have been so consistent this year. Again, Bochum is another team that they don't really have much to play for anymore. Yeah. So, you know, and, and they're becoming at a part of the season when, when teams don't have that much to play for anymore. And Freiburg definitely has a lot to play for. That always does seem to give the team that a little bit of an advantage. So, yeah, I have that down as a Freiburg result. Uh, the next one, and this is Mainz against Stuttgart. Um so, Stefan, last week we talked a lot about Mainz's home record. Mm. So, I went back and forward on this. Not not sure what to do with this prediction. And I did end up going for a 2-1 Stuttgart win. Exactly. 
<laughs> I was expecting that sort of reaction. <laughs> because Mainz are very good at home, but I also do think that Stuttgart are fighting for survival, and Mainz are sitting very comfortably at 38 points. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I've, I've just... I can't look beyond the Mainz win in this game because they are so good at home. And we talked about this on the earlier show this week. Someone asked us why... They're so good at home, but so poor on the road, and they kind of ran through the stats and things. And they obviously play a style of football which leaves them quite open at times, and it doesn't work very well on the road, but it works really, really well um, at home. And even though I think Stuttgart are in a good run of form and they are looking kind of back to their best, um, I just think a result at Mainz right now is maybe too much for them. So I've gone for a 2 1 win for Mainz in this game. So I think it's going to be another tight game. Really, any team could win this, or maybe a draw might benefit both sides, but um, I never bet against Mainz at home. That's basically my golden rule this season. (laughs) (laughs) Just like my other golden rule, which is always bet against Mainz in away games. Yeah, so Stuttgart have won the last three games against Mainz. Including one on the road, but um, I know... I. I instantly kind of thought, okay, this is a gutsy bet when I said Stuttgart will win this. Um, because like my head said the same things and what you essentially outlined here. Mine's are very good at home. So we'll, I guess we'll see. It's good to have different opinions on this. Um, we'll see who ends up being right in the end. Um, this next one, I'm curious what you think, Stefan. Augsburg against Hertha. Now, I think that um, the way Augsburg have been playing they're going to put a death nail into Hertha's coffin um, and put them down 2 nil mm. for Augsburg. And I don't say that lightly because I, um, I'm not the biggest fan of Augsburg and <laughs> the way they play and what they're doing in this league. And But at the same time, I just, I just think the way their form has been going, I, I, I just can't see... He had to getting a result there. I think your hatred for Augsburg comes through on every single podcast. At least once per show, <laughs> you get an opportunity to say, which I just, I, I think, if I, it's so funny because obviously you're from Munich, or rather you're from Bavaria, so you obviously have like a regional, you know, rivalry. Yeah. But in my head, Augsburg is like this picturesque little tourist town, which sounds like a lovely place to live and, you know, just a lovely kind of backwater club. They, 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 to me, they seem like a Freiburg or something. So I have, I can't possibly imagine ever having harsh feelings against them. It's a beautiful city. Uh, yeah. I, but you would describe it as a suburb of Munich. Yeah, of course. Suburb of- <laughs> <laughs> There's two teams playing in the suburb of Munich. One of them is Bayern and the other one is Augsburg. <laughs> Possibly Nuremberg if you want to stretch your things out a little bit. Ah, that's a little bit of a stretch. I don't think I get away with that. <laughs> um, well, going back to the football, I've actually got the exact same um, prediction as you. I've gone for 2 0 as well for Augsburg. And the reason I'm saying that is because I was so, so, so impressed with them last week against Bayern. Mm. So I don't know if I'm sure a lot of our listeners did watch the game, but if you missed the game, uh, I really thought Augsburg went toe-to-toe with Bayern throughout the match and they had a few opportunities to score. They defended really, really well and they were eventually undone by a penalty decision which 
I think on another day wouldn't have counted. Um, you know, it's certainly up for debate, and it, I'm not going to sit here and pretend. I, I can't be bothered arguing about penalty decisions because it's it's just very tedious in my opinion. But mm. it felt quite unfortunate for Augsburg because I think they had definitely deserved a point, and it felt to me like the amalgamation or just this. You know, it, it really feels like they've got this momentum going. So. You know, even though they actually didn't win the game, I think Marcus Feinstein would have been really impressed with the performances they put in. And their form leading up to that game kind of shows that things have kind of clicked for them. And I was kind of talking before the game about how, you know, they've got a certain, uh, shall we say, young star on the bench who they signed from the US. Mm. And the reason he can't get into that team is because, you know, Feinstein has built this really well experienced and well and hard-working team of forwards and midfielders who all know exactly what they're doing. Um, and I think they're just going to pull this Hertha team apart. And I think it's going to be a really comfortable win for them. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think the same thing too. Um, maybe Ricardo Pepe is finally going to get his first goal um, <laughs> coming off the bench. Um, I think that'd be kind of fitting. But yeah, tough times for Hertha. Um who are actually having a winning record all time against Augsburg. Um, quite a positive record, actually. Uh, 19 managers, seven wins for Hertha, three wins for Augsburg, nine draws. But I think this game on the weekend um, will be comfortably going um, Hertha's way. and um, uh, Sorry, Augsburg's way. And that's that's going to be going to make things really difficult for Hertha. Um, yeah. All right, so the next game, and this is... This is kind of my game of the week, Stefan. Um, the Rhein Derby between Gladbach and Köln. It's a big one, right? Hmm. A really big game um, in Germany. You lived in Köln. Um, <laughs> I lived in I lived in Bonn, in which is Bonn. very different, right? Okay. This is like this is like the Augsburg Munich thing all over again. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone, because everyone who lives in Bonn is either an international student, someone who works at the UN, or someone from Cologne who wants to live in a nice, picturesque town outside the city. Right. Okay. Uh, I apologize to everyone living in Bonn and listening to this podcast. That's obviously <laughs> my Bavarianness coming through. Um, I don't know much about anything um, north of north of the Rhine, so uh, or north of the Danube, which is like the natural border for Bavarians. Um, <laughs> um, regardless, regardless, this is my match of the week, and I think it's going to be um, it's an interesting one because obviously in the past. The, the coins have been kind of flipped with Gladbach being the bigger, better teams of the two, right? Even though mm. Gladbach is, is a much smaller town than Köln. And mm. um, it's a 40-minute S-Bahn ride between the two. Um, so suburban train ride. Um, and it is a quite a big match in that region. But mm. I do sense that Köln have still have something to play for. They still have the ambition to... Um, either reach the Conference League or the um, the Europa League, whereas Gladbach with 37 points, no one's ever been relegated with 38. Um, so they're pretty much there. And mm-hmm. I, I doubt that they can pull off some sort of miracle and still finish 7th or 6th. Um, that 7-point gap is just a bit too much for just 5 games remaining. And so I think this is going to be a back and forward game. I think there's going to be a, quite a lot of drama, which often is the case in derbies, so, which I think makes it a very watchable game. 
but I do think that Köln will etch it, and they will etch it in dramatic fashion, um, three two. That's my prediction for this game. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've kind of gone for something similar. I've gone for two two in this game, um, just because I think there's very little to separate these two teams right now. Um, Gladbach have certainly kind of returned to form. They've seemed to finally let things click. Um, you know, we were really we were really fearing for Adi Hooter's job earlier in the season, but you know, Gladbach seem to be finishing the season on a really strong note, which is really good for the club. Although we now, <laughs> this may just be like a minor blip before half the team leave in the summer, but yeah. we'll see where that goes. We'll deal with that at the time. Um, but yeah, they've won three and drawn one in the last four games. And, you know, what's really interesting is if they win this game, there's only three points between them and Cologne, which I just find so, so nuts because you would think they were having like the opposite um, types of seasons. But I've gone for 2-2 two, two in this game just because, you know, it's a... It's a derby. Both teams are in a decent one of form. I think this is going to be a great game to watch. It's just going to be absolutely nuts. Um, but <laughs> I think it's impossible to separate these two teams right now. I think they're almost neck and neck. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, either way, goals. I expect a couple red cards too. Baumgart probably like screaming on, running onto the field at some point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there will be drama, um, and that's what you want from a derby. And I think it's actually good that the teams are so close, because that makes it far more interesting, right? Um, so yeah, my game of the week definitely, and um, I think anyone who has, you know, it's actually a good time too to watch. Uh, it's nine thirty Pacific, it's uh twelve thirty Eastern. So it's a good game to watch um, the top spiel, um, rightfully so. I think uh, pitted as the top spiel by the Bundesliga. So mm. yeah, should be an interesting game. Um, let's move to the Sunday fixtures, and the first one is Bielefeld against Bayern. And I have, I kind of, I kind of think this is going to be going one of two ways. Either Bayern are going to be completely frustrated still with what's happened midweek. Um. And that frustration will go into them dropping points or it will go into poor Bielefeld suffering a 5-1 defeat. So mm. I have this down as a 5-1, but I would not be shocked if Bielefeld make the best of... Because Bayern Munich is... You know, when you read the newspapers right now, they're talking about a complete rebuild. There was a huge article in the Süddeutsche Zeitung this morning about how Oliver Kahn is not... Uli Hoeneß and is not able to communicate communicate with the team and the staff the same way that Hoeneß did, and therefore this is his most difficult task as he has to sort of coach this team back into performing, um, completely forgetting that Nagelsmann exists, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's of course Kicker that run this uh, story on them doing a complete rebuild, and like Serge Gnabry is now the latest player who's not signing a new contract and. They're trying to now go late for Adeyemi. And uh, Adeyemi, of course, is in advanced negotiations with Borussia Dortmund. And all of a sudden, Schlotterbeck is also a target, even though he's pretty much already decided to go to Dortmund. Um, mm. It's just a mess. And <laughs> it is. It's a mess. Um, and like, that doesn't even include the whole Lewandowski saga yet, right? And I think those things are, can go one of two ways. So I have this down either as Bayern Munich completely dismantling Bielefeld or them dropping points. What do you think? Yeah, so everything about everything to do with German football made me think Bayern Munich are going to come back after the Champions League defeat 
and absolutely thump Bielefeld this weekend. And part of me still thinks that will be the case, but we were talking about this before we recorded the show. We're talking about, you know, who's who's picked what. And, and you know, we kind of briefly talked about which um, predictions we're both going to make. And I was saying that for the last two or three weeks, I've been saying, oh, Bayern Munich were really bad, but, you know, Lewandowski will finally be back in form and Muller will be back in form and they'll click back into gear and they'll be same old Bayern Munich again. But it just hasn't happened. And we're now maybe three weeks into this kind of real rut of form. Um, and in each and every game, the team have just done absolutely nothing to create chances or score goals. You know, we've had obviously had both the Villarreal games last week against Augsburg. I mean, I think their XG maybe ended up at like 5.4 or something crazy like that. But really, it was a game in which the whole match was played in front of Augsburg's box. Maybe a few decent saves from the keeper, but it, it just wasn't vintage Bayern Munich. And I'm, I'm, I'm now at the point where I think I'm not going to say Bayern Munich will play well until they can prove it again, because as you said, there's so much rumbling on around the club right now. On top of everything you mentioned there, there was an interview with Rummenigge and Kicker as well, who he's asked routinely, you know, do you think Bayern Munich can come back from this? And he makes no effort to suggest that they will. He doesn't He doesn't go so far to say, you know, the, the club's in real trouble, but he basically says, you know, all this noise isn't helping. It seems like there's some internal strife at the club, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and he kind of goes into some detail as to why they won't have much money to spend in the summer as well. So he's not exactly saying everything's good either. Um, so, you know, it's not just media speculation. It's not just the newspapers drumming up transfer rumours. It seems like genuine kind of FC Hollywood stuff kind of ticking over, you know, at Sabina Strasse at the minute. So I I would not be surprised if they did finally click back into gear against Bielefeld, but I would also... and. I'm going to stick by this, think that Bielefeld will probably give them a very difficult game. Who are, by the way, a team still desperately trying to avoid the drop. Mm-hmm. So they'll be doing everything they can to frustrate Bayern. I've still got Bayern to win this game, but I think it's going to be 1-0. Uh, I think it's going to be a really slow, torturous match. So, um, yeah, I'd maybe sleep in on the Sunday and just let, there was, <laughs> let this one go by. Yeah, <laughs> fair. I, I definitely will. Um if there only was a team in German football that could take advantage of this, right? That'd be nice. Well, yeah, exactly. Thanks, Jesse March. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. My next game, uh, the next game is on Sunday as well. That's Union against Frankfurt. And um, I have this down as a comfortable Union win, mostly because I know that Frankfurt are playing today against Barcelona, right? And no matter how that game ends, um, I sense that the hangover, whether it's a win or a loss, will be felt all the way to the weekend. And Union, um, and for Frankfurt, this is a this is a big game too, right? Because that's essentially their last chance of qualifying for Europe via the Bundesliga. And mm. depending, of course, of what happens later today, we're recording on Thursday. Um, it might be their only chance, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's a big game, but I do think that Union are going to win this, and I think they're going to win it comfortably, 3-0. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think Union will probably be really buoyed on by how they did in the Berlin Derby. Um, they looked like a, they looked like they were really back in form. Um, but and and on top of that, they've actually got a really impressive home record this season. They're actually sixth in the league for home wins. Um, you know, you've you've got Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig, Mainz. As I said, you know, never bet against Mainz at home, and then you've got Cologne, but then you've got Union just above, uh, just below them. So, all things do point to me that Union will probably pick up a win here. You know, Frankfurt actually are quite good away from home in the Bundesliga this season, but as we kind of saw last week, uh, last weekend rather than the Freiburg game, they just they, they really struggle to kind of bounce back into domestic football when they have big games in Europe and. We are recording this before the game against Barcelona on Thursday evening, so we can't tell you what's going to happen in that game. But win or lose, I think we would be safe to say that, um, you know, it's going to be a hugely strenuous physical uh, encounter for them. And the tricky thing for Frankfurt, I think, is that Oliver Glasner doesn't really tend to... He's, he's not really comfortable enough to really properly rotate this team. Uh, it seems to me like a coach, at least in this season, who's really sticking by... A front line in particular that works for him, uh, and the problem with that is you've got guys like Philip Kostic, etc., who you know sometimes can begin to look quite jaded when they are asked to play like three games in ten days. So, um, yeah, I think this will be a game that Union really should win, and I'm going to go for two one uh, for them. I don't think it's going to be a real blowout, but I think they should win this match over the course of ninety minutes. The only thing that speaks for Frankfurt is that Oliver Glasner has never lost against uh, Urs Fischer or Union Berlin. Mm. Three wins, two draws in five games. Yeah, but, well, you know, records are there to be broken. Yeah, and there's a first for everything. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, um, this could be a first. Um, then also on Sunday, is a lot of Sunday games. It's an odd schedule again because of Easter, if you wonder why. Um, yeah. This return match between Fürth and uh, Hoffenheim was a 6-3 win for Hoffenheim. I don't quite expect that many goals this time around, but I do think that Hoffenheim will win this game quite comfortably 2-0. And of course, for them, that you know, would be a big three points, considering where they're sitting, uh, with 44 points um, of the 29 games in sixth place, with Union right behind them and Köln also right around there. It's, it's going to shape up for a really, really good race for 6th and 7th in the Bundesliga, Stefan. Yeah, I think it will. And you know what? I think this is actually a really important game for Hoffenheim in a way because they've lost three on the bounce now. They just weren't at the races at all against Leipzig last, season, last week. And they really need to get back to winning ways. Uh, I watched them a few weeks ago against Bayern and I thought they were really, really impressive. Um, you know, and I really thought, you know, you know, obviously they picked up a draw in that game, and I really thought, well, Honus is really building a really impressive squad here. Kramer to just sign a new deal. This great feel good feeling about the club, and since then they've gone on and lost what games? Obviously last weekend, and then on top of that, they lost to Hertha Berlin and Bochum. I mean, come on, guys. So I think, yeah, I think if if they can't pick up three points here, they really risk their season just burning out way ahead of schedule and it could see them really begin to start taking a nosedive into mid-table. So I've gone with a 2-0 win here for Hoffenheim. It's maybe out of hope more than anything else, but I just can't see Furt causing a huge amount of trouble. Um, and Hoffenheim really should beat them. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, so we agree with this one. 2-0 uh, for both of us. 
Um, yeah, that leaves us with one game, and I think that's your match of the week. Um, Leverkusen against Leipzig. I, I mean, yes, that would have been my match of the week too if I hadn't picked Gladbach against Köln. Um, that's a, going to be a huge one. I think that is when you really look at the standings, is the top spiel of the match day. I mean, that's third against fourth, 52 points against 51 points. Um, I think this is going to be hugely fascinating. I personally have this down as a Leipzig win, but I'm really curious what you think, as this is your match of the match day. Yeah, I, I you know, Leverkusen um, are a really interesting side in the minute just because they're losing so many injuries at the minute, you know, and that was kind of discussion in the pre-match press conference with the Leverkusen, Leverkusen head coach. Don't know why I was a tongue twister, but it was. Um, and it feels to me as if they're kind of just doing their best to not let the season spiral out of control. Um, and Leipzig, in contrast, are just the complete opposite. They are fighting for German Cup. They're fighting for the Europa League. And they're obviously now pushing really hard into the top four in the Bundesliga. And they have the squad to really do that on all on all well, well, all three fronts, I guess. You know, I was actually really impressed with the manner in which they won that game against Hoffenheim last Sunday because I thought that's the kind of game that could really begin to really sap energy from his squad. It might have some heavy legs. That's the kind of game in which we'd see it. And we just didn't see it at all. Um, so I've been really impressed with Leipzig. I say it routinely on this show. Uh, Tedesco's done an incredible job. And the club have always had this squad that's full of depth. Um, so, um, yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win for Leipzig. I think it'll still be quite tight because even though Leverkusen do have a lot of players missing, and it looks seems as though Jonathan Tah might join them, um, they still have good players, you know. So uh, at least their start 11 still should be decent to put up a fight. But I can't see anything about Leipzig win from this match. Yeah, um, yeah, I think we're in total agreement there. I have one more goal, uh, obviously the 3-1. I think Leipzig 2 is going to be really interesting. I mean, you pointed this out um, when Bayern went out. Leipzig can win more trophies than Bayern now this season. Still lots yeah, to play exactly. for them. So. Well, exactly. And it would, can imagine the momentum going into next season if Leipzig were to go on and you know win the Pokal and get a, and get a Europa League final. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, like if they do beat Atalanta today... Again, um, we're dating this a bit by saying, you know, we're recording this obviously ahead of the Europa League fixtures, but I think there's a really good chance that they will win that trophy. Um, yeah, can we? Can maybe? Could are we? Are we allowed to kind of stipulate here that if <laughs> if Leipzig go on to lose to Atlanta six 0 and five of their key players get injured, you know, I'll maybe have I, I reserve the right to change my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is all with the asterisks, of course, that there is Europa League games right after this podcast. But, um, you know, and so always keep that in mind when we make those predictions. But uh, I think that even if Atalanta do kick Leipzig out, uh, and I think there's a good chance because, like, don't get me wrong, Atalanta are very good. It's a very good team. I, I really admire what they do. Um, I think it will be close. Mm. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. It'll be a really interesting match. Yeah, I think so too. Anyways, um, in regards of the Bundesliga, and I think we next week we're definitely going to talk um, about what happened in Europe for all these Bundesliga teams. Because I think this could still turn out to be a good week for, for the German Bundesliga if two teams reach the semi-final, but it could also turn out to be a, another disastrous year 
for German football if all teams end up losing out on the semifinal. Um, so I think we'll we'll remain and see what happens. But um, for this week, um, we're done. Um, this is the preview part brought to you by Bet Online, of course. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week, Stefan. Yeah, I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to a good weekend of football. Yeah, and enjoy it. And leave us a review if you have the chance. And until next week, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.